Thank you, fake podcast music. Hello, welcome to Michigan Other Mayhem, the show about Michigan. Murder, mysteries, histories, and other random mayhem from around the world. Your hosts are Allie. And Jen. All right, Jen, what you got? I got the case of Allison Weaver from Rochester Hills, Michigan. I have spooky spaces in Michigan. I'm going to scare the shit out of you. I also have, well, not really, but I also have um, a quiz. How Michigan are you? All right. Yeah. Your brother and I scored pretty close to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you go first? I went first last time. All right. On September 17th, 2019, in Rochester Hills, Michigan, Allison Weaver, different news articles gave her a different age, so she's either 44 or 48 or... Another age. Okay, I just want you to know I'm working on a serial killer one right now, and a lot of the details don't match from one article to another. I totally get it. She allegedly bit off her friend's ear and started trying to eat her face. Say fucking what? You should have, like, at least warned me about this one when I came here. (laughs) No. She went for the face. I did. I said, this one's crazy. Okay, look. (laughs) You have beast. She didn't just try to eat her face. She bit her... Stomach and <gasps> groin and... No! Yeah. Okay, I just want you to know that I'm horrified because the human mouth is nasty and it's filled with bacteria. And even if they did get a medical... <laughs> when the police arrived, Allison Weaver was on her knees next to her friend. Both were covered in blood with her friend gushing blood from her where her missing ear was. Oh, my God. Allison allegedly did all this while on all fours as she believed she was a wolf and her friend was a vampire. And she stated to the police that the two of them at the time were having consensual sex. So she's Team Jacob and she was going after her. Yes, man. Holy moly. (laughs) Allison's friend said that she declined advances Allison had made. She got upset, got on all fours, and lunged at her. She stated Allison was strangling her and started to bite her all over her body. She was in and out of consciousness during this time. Allison was charged with assault with the intent to do great bodily harm and to maim and sexual assault. Oh, my God. Is she mentally ill? Well, I would think so. I would think so as well. Or she's just really keen to take it. A lot of alcohol and some crazy drugs. Right. On September 30th, 2019, Allison Weaver posted her $75,000 bond and is currently on house arrest and is being monitored by a GPS tether. She's undergoing mental health evaluation. She's going to need to. Mm -hmm. That was not consensual. When you have to bite parts of your partner off, (laughs) it's usually not consensual. Yeah, I think the lady, you know, wanted her body parts. But yeah, I seen that article and I was like, what the heck? I am Whoa. right. The, uh, uh, I thought it was a joke at first. I've seen people, I've seen like, yeah, really nasty infected human bites because humans are disgusting. <laughs> so mine is Spooky Spaces in Michigan. I, I plan on doing a few of these, but I'm going to start with just two here. One is Elmwood Cemetery in Detroit. Anything spooky in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is really a beautiful place, too, though. 
The Battle of Bloody Run. Okay, maybe not that part. (laughs) (laughs) The Battle of Bloody Run was fought between Chief Pontiac, who warred alongside the French forces against the British soldiers in, in Michigan. So the British soldiers were trying to break Chief Pontiac's siege of Fort Detroit by ambushing him outside the gates, right? A contingent of 250 British soldiers attempted the ambush, but Chief Pontiac had been alerted, and he was ready, and he was waiting. So July 31st, 19, or 19, not even, July 31st, 1763, I was like, that had been a little too soon, (laughs) the two forces clashed. As the tale is told after the battle, the injuries of the dead and wounded British soldiers' blood made the nearby creek run red. So the creek, once named Parents, Parents Creek, like you and I have parents mm-hmm. um, that gave birth to us and made us and stuff, <laughs> then became known as Bloody Run Creek. The siege on Fort Detroit continued, so they did not break the siege. A rural cemetery was created in the area of the battle in 1846. In 1890, it was determined that a formal cemetery would be built in the area where the battle took place. Frederick Law Olmsted, a famous architect and landscape designer, was hired to sculpt the grounds. So Frederick and a partner were the architects behind the layout of Central Park in New York. So he's the one that made the way Central Park look that way. Hmm. So he also designed the cemetery. And he also designed Belle Isle of Detroit. Oh, that's cool. Frederick's vision for the cemetery was to keep it rural looking to reflect the image of a wholesome and untouched Detroit. So in 2015, Elmwood's, I wrote, I had to do Arboretum, Arboretum. I had to like, because yes. I kept saying Arboretorium, <laughs> but it's Arboretum. So the Arboretum was certified as a level one accreditation, making it Detroit's first certified Arboretum. Yep. Okay. <laughs> to become accredited, the 19 different species or 91 different species of trees were surveyed, tagged, and provided a detailed report on their location and condition. Elmwood was able to provide proof that they practice sound management and restoration of their 1,450 trees. That's cool. Isn't that? It? And it's actually a really gorgeous area. We should do it. Although I'm afraid of the woods when you mix it in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Elmwood Cemetery became the first fully integrated cemetery in the Midwest. It is the oldest continuously operating non-denominational cemetery in Michigan. There are people of varying socioeconomic status buried there, including Civil War soldiers, abolitionists, business tycoons, and firefighters. 29 Detroit mayors are buried in the cemetery, including Coleman A. Young, who died in 1994. Hmm. Jacob M. Howard, who is known historically for the work he did surrounding the Civil War, is buried in the cemetery. Jacob was a U.S. senator who worked closely with Abraham Lincoln while he drafted the 13th Amendment, which was written to abolish slavery. Jacob passed away in 1871 and was buried in the cemetery with a sculpture of an unfinished obelisk. Jacob wanted the obelisk placed there as a symbol of his inability to create racial equality before he died. Hmm. So he said, only finish the statue if everybody is, you know, um, equal racially and when he died he's like no you know black people still aren't equal make it unfinished so Hmm. it's actually i would like to see it it looked really cute john biddle a michigan politician was buried in elmwood in 1859 john served as the u.s 
served in the U.S. Army and at one point was the commander of Fort Shelby in Detroit in the early 1820s. John Biddle served as the mayor of Detroit in the late 1820s and later as both a state senator and a house representative. He owned 1,800 acres of land that was south of Detroit where he retired in 1836, then selling the land to Eber Ward in 1853. Eber Ward built the land up into what is today known as Wyandotte. A portion of Jefferson Avenue is renamed Biddle Avenue as, ex- as it extends through Wyandotte. So it's Biddle Avenue and Wyandotte. The cemetery has a reputation for being both beautiful and haunted. There is one gravestone that was considered to be cursed. It ended up falling off ships, um, transporting it from Rome to Detroit, not once but twice. Wow. And I'm like, how'd they go get it? Yeah. Right? <laughs> was, was it in shallow water? Which guys go get this from? Crips with freestanding mausoleums, so there's like freestanding mausoleums, and sometimes they're like lightly overgrown and they're like cast in shadow because of all the trees around mm-hmm. them. That provides a spooky atmosphere. Um, there is a chapel on the grounds that was originally built in 1856 that is in the style of Gothic revival as well as sculptures from famous artists. There are tours of the cemetery throughout um, Historic Elmwood Cemetery Foundation. That's cool. I would like to go there. I really would. But I'm scared. During the day. But during the day, it's cool. During the day and in a group of people, right? You tour with a group. It's got to be okay. Hopefully they're not murderers, but yeah. Right? Or we'll just have to, like, group fight. It'll just have to be, like, um, like the sh- the, jar- the Jarks. I might say the Sharks versus the Jets, but I put it all together. <laughs> we have to, like, gang fight somebody out in the woods. Right? <laughs> so one, I have another one where I put the pronunciation. It's Poino Barks Lighthouse. So Point O'Bark's Lighthouse was first built near the tip of Michigan's Thumb region in order to guide ships across Lake Huron in 1848. A separate house was built near the lighthouse for the lightkeeper as well as a tower. So he didn't live in the lighthouse, but he lived nearby, and he has his own little tower there. The area was about three acres total. The lighthouse is still used for navigation, making it one of the oldest continuously operating lighthouses on the Great Lakes. Two years after a lighthouse keeper moved in, he died via drowning. So keeper Peter Shook and three sailors were sailing from Point O'Barks to Point Huron for supplies when their boat capsized. At the death of her husband, Catherine Shook became the first female lighthouse keeper in Michigan while raising her eight children. I was like, she's a bad bitch right there. She became the first mm-hmm. lighthouse keeper, and she has eight kids that she's yeah. keeping. Yeah. Holy moly. There are rumors that you can see her spirit roaming the shores of Lake Huron in a white gown looking for her husband. Now, I have other women that died that I want to bring up that I think is a possibility because I don't think Catherine's the type to pine for someone. She's a get-it-done kind of girl. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> so right. I was like, all right. So in 1857, the lightkeeper's house was suffering both from both exterior weather damage and fire damage from the interior. There was an interior fire. Another house and tower were built on the land. In 1875, a life-saving station with a Class A designation was built on the grounds. It became the first life-saving station on the Great Lakes. So I had to look it up, like, because it keeps talking about life-saving stations. I'm like, what is that, yeah. right? A life-saving station is a service in the United States that came from private local efforts to save shipwreck victims. Large ships on the water could help victims in the open water. But smaller boats piloted by locals were best at rescuing people closer to the shore. Mm-hmm. And they merged to become the U.S. Coast Guard. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, like local people helping the government and they make the Coast Guard. And that's what a life-saving station is, the Coast Guard now. 
So it was able to remain standing after the Great Fire in 1881 due to the, a bucket brigade of citizens. They were able to create a buffer between the fire and the structure, dousing the flames that approached them. Maria Radcliffe, who was 34 years old and the wife of a lighthouse keeper in 1921, died in the assistance home of tuberculosis. That's the second thing. Mm-hmm. So she had been ill for quite some time. In the lighthouse logbook, it is noted that Maria's husband, Thomas, took off four days from mourning. The same logbook shows he remarried nine months later and requested a week off for a honeymoon. So, oh, so I thought it could be her walking mm-hmm. the shores, right? In 1934, major events transpired in both the lighthouse and the nearby life-saving station. In 1934, the lighthouse became fully automated. Also in 1934, Viola Leidke, who was 16 years old, died of pneumonia at Point O'Bark's life-saving station. Her father, John Leidke, was in charge of the station and was the last keeper. He stayed as a keeper until 1937 when he was transferred to a Lake Michigan lighthouse and the station closed at Point O'Bark. So it's close to lightkeepers. It's fully automated. So I think she might be one, too, because she was just 16 years old. Oh, I'm thinking it's... You think it was guy, the second lady? Yeah, that guy took okay. a whole week for a honeymoon? No, yeah, four days for his wife that died for to celebrate getting married. <laughs> should be sadder than four days sad. So I'm going to give this... Um, I want you to keep points on your hands. I got my hands out. Each time you answer yes, like each time you answer yes, you give yourself a point. Is there more than ten questions? There's, I think, sixteen. So I need to use my toes. Well, if you're that Michigan, you might. So give yourself a point for everyone. Okay. How Michigan are you? Okay. Have you crossed? Crossed? Have you crossed the Mackinac Bridge? Absolutely never, and no, I will not. I have. I am not falling off. Have you ever played euchre? I fucking love euchre. It's, I love it. I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing, but I do win sometimes. Yeah, I'm afraid to say this next one. It's made fun of Ohio. No, Ohio's the greatest. I totally And that have. doesn't count. <laughs> That's not fair. Get you a point. <laughs> that is not fair. Have you tried at least six flavors, flavors of Fago? No. Yeah, you have. Right off the top of your head. Red, right? Orange, grape. I've never had orange. What? You never had orange fago? How about rock and rye? No. Oh, don't give yourself a point. I'm trying to like wrap How my brain around the fact that we're friends. Right now? I, have one. I don't know. You're... <laughs> <laughs> have you ever ridden a bike around Mackinac Island? No, I've never even been there. Oh my god! You got to wrote... go over the bridge for that. Okay, I just want to say your brother and I rode right? a tandem bike around Mackinac Island, which was on my bucket list. I've always wanted to be on a bicycle built for two. And the guy's like, okay, you guys should just practice. And we just took off like a shot, like, pew. How many people <laughs> that live in Michigan have actually went to Mackinac Island? Please. Not that many, probably. We need to do a survey. We could tell you We're from We're Facebook o- surveying. Oh, dear Lord. We could tell you from Ohio. It's going to be okay, Allie. <laughs> have you ever eaten a Coney dog? What's a Coney dog? Is that with chili and cheese? It's a, Yeah, we'll say it's that. Yeah. Okay. I go to Bill's. I used to go to Bill's hot dogs all the time. Bill's hot dogs are delicious. Okay, there you go. Have you ever ate a pasty? It's like yes, basically. I've had okay. a pasty. Have you, have you given oh, yourself points? Sorry. Okay. Now. Argued about where up north starts? I have. Anything that's not here is up north. Well, yeah. <laughs> right? But I, I don't know if I've argued about it. Have you ever went to a U of, U of M MSU game? Yes. Actually, that's oh what, no 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 one of the few no, that I no. have U of M versus yeah no but I've been to U of M games you know what? give yourself a point I haven't even done that 
And my daughter goes to U of M. I need I only have four right now. Do you own a piece of clothing with the word Michigan on it? I have a university in Michigan. Hey, it says Michigan. All right. Have you ever worn shorts where there was snow on the ground? Well, yeah, we we live in Michigan. Yes. Have you ever pointed your hand to show to someone where you live or where something is? Yeah, we've done that. Yeah. Have you ever swam in Lake Michigan? I don't know if I've ever actually been in one of the, I'm one of, I've been in Lake Erie. Okay, my dad had a house off of Lake Michigan. So I would say, no, I don't think so. Okay, wow. Did my brother say yes? Yes, he said he has. I think he went camping with Tara's family or something. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Uh, found a Petoskey stone? No. Oh, I'm a rock no. lover. I, I love to pick up rocks. I don't even know what that even is. Even at my age, I still find cute rocks. The other day, your brother's like, what's this? He came home, there's rocks on the car. I'm like, those are cute rocks. I'm <laughs> walking the dog, and he's just like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. So have you ever gone to a Tigers game? Yeah, my sister took me one yeah. of those. I shopped the whole time, though. Oh, jeez. Do you say pop and not soda? It depends. Orange soda. Okay, but orange re- is soda. But the rest is. Well, yeah. There's grape soda. There's Pepsi is cherry soda. But if there, if it's pop, so it's Coke, is pop. Okay, you can give yourself a point. Okay. Um, used Verner's as medicine. I think I've cheated. Have you ever used Verner's? You forgot, didn't you, to give yourself a point? No, I, I, oh. have, I just don't think I, I have nine now, and I just You're fine. feel like I You're wouldn't fine. be this far ahead. <laughs> have you ever used Verner's as medicine? No, well, my parents used to give me Verner's when it was... That's Verner's as medicine. Okay. Give yourself, okay. I have ten now. Describe distance in minutes instead of miles. Yeah, it's ten minutes up the street. You don't say how many miles. We say minutes. It's 45 minutes. Exactly. Give yourself a point. Have like you ever 11. went hunting on opening day? No, I don't, I don't hunt. Um, you have don't you ever gone to... You don't allow me to have a gun. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not allowed to have a gun either because... <laughs> oh, yeah, I just buy snap and go ape shit on somebody. Have you ever gone to an apple farm for cider and donuts? You've gone with me. Yeah. Yeah. How many points is 12. that? So, zero to five points. says, oh, you're just a fudgy. <laughs> Six to ten points. You're a one peninsula person, eh? Is that you? No, Are you at I 11? have 12. You totally say yes to Michigan. No, I don't, but... I'm a winner-winner Frankenmuth chicken dinner, which is <laughs> 16 plus points. You have 11 to 15, which is say yes to Michigan. Yes to Ohio. Woo! Oh, hell no. Don't say yes Yay! to Ohio. <laughs> You've been listening to Michigan Other Mayhem with Allie. And Jen. Connect with us at michigandothermayhem.com to join the conversation, listen to the podcast, access the show notes, find like site links, or correct us when necessary, or um, support us on Anchor. Yeah, between actually this podcast and last podcast, I was checking out the um, Who Knew Walking Sticks mm-hmm. on Instagram. It, I wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt you if you bought me something for Christmas. Intense. <laughs> <laughs> right? Rate, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, and YouTube. Bye-bye now.